Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Hey guys, it's Malls. Thanks so much for listening to Please Advise. Just a quick message before the show. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. It's super helpful for us and super helpful for you. You can also call 323-450-7408 to get your calls on the show. Again, 323-450-7408. Or email askpleaseadvise at gmail.com with your voice notes or emails. Thanks so much. Hey guys, it's Malls. It's episode 156 of Please Advise. Christina, how you doing? I'm pretty good. Good. I'm really good. I'm really excited. Well, yeah, I had food poisoning. I'm not going to reveal the place, but I want to tell everyone that what I always say on the show is true. You have to trust your gut. The second I started to eat that food, I was like, this is like off. Like this is a little bit off. And I was trying to convince myself it was a marinade. No. Three hours later, I was on my bathroom floor. I like basically slept on my bathroom floor that night. I was up puking the whole night. That's only happened one other time when I ate like really bad steak as a kid. Oh. It was like frozen too long. And then like it, it was at a restaurant my mom worked at. So like we couldn't do anything about that either. <laughs> but um, yeah. Is there anything more soothing than like cold bathroom tile when you're like like I ho- I hope there is because like it like I don't want to be on tile it's hard like if they could no, figure know, out but a there's cool something about, like when your skin touches the surface that it is kind of, like a relief I spent a lot of time there in college I will not lie like I used to not be able to drink without like vomiting the entire next day so I've done I like am, serious floor hours I'm having a hard time now in my 30s doing that you are you're not a drinker really yeah and it's I've always had trouble drinking alcohol fast yeah like and being able to keep it down so like I have to nurse my drinks now because it's just like I have to take my time the first two I always get nervous when I'm with someone who like pounds two drinks in I the first like 30 minutes yeah. yeah no you gotta you gotta pace the first two so do you know how I found out about today's guest I have no idea. Okay. So I was in, it was in the middle of the, and her name has been coming up a lot, but Lena Dunham's dog, Lammy, got like, I don't know. It was like a big deal that Lammy was rehomed. So I like wanted an update on that. It was like four days later. I was hoping there was more information. So I searched Lena and I just pressed like search. And then all of a sudden I see this like kind of like you there was an alliteration or something and it's like a girl like naked in the bath and I was like oh damn and then I was just like lol though that this is like she like alliterated this like this is really funny to me for some reason so I just retweeted it she follows me back I like realized all of a sudden oh shit like she's friends with Elijah and Christine and I realized like oh wait a minute that is so weird that like I'm looking for Lena Dunham's dog Anyway, her name is Lena the Plug. She is also from Glendale. I'm not from here, but I am now. You're the queen of Glendale. I am. Well, you were at one time, I think. Man. Whether you recognize it or not. <laughs> the native queen. Of- so Lena the Plug is here. Hi, girl. People are really excited that you're coming here. Like, I got a random, like, I got a bunch of random texts being like, oh, my God, tell her hi. So my friend oh, wow. Liz says hi. I don't know about hi, everyone Liz. else. But she loves you and is obsessed. Um can you explain just – I don't want to put any words in your mouth. Can you explain what it is you do for a living and how you kind of got started? Yeah, I, I get that it's really weird. It's kind of still weird for me because – It's not that weird. It's just that I don't want to be like – I don't want to explain it. 
Okay. Well, I make my money on um, something called a private Snapchat, which means that you have to buy a subscription to be my friend on Snapchat. And uh, it's $3 a month. And you basically get to see what I post in my story, which is nude content. It's basically like porn. I mean, there's, you know, it's like I'm a private Snap girl. Doesn't sound as cool as like cam girl or, you know homemade porn star I or whatever it sounds so. cool like it's very it's modern. just harder to explain yeah so, because people don't really like understand i didn't know what it was until a bunch of people one day started hitting me up being like hey do you have a private snapchat it was like this yeah. little underground world and uh i was really like you know bored of my job at this social media tech company and i was helping all these other girls build their social media and so i had learned a lot and built my profile up kind of and then i was able to just like leave and bank on that and then i started doing the youtube thing but I guess I'm just like an internet girl. <laughs> well, I have to tell you that I know all about private Snapchats because of Jenny Jizz. I have Jizz. no idea. <laughs> yeah, I know. Surprise. Like, I, I, didn't, tell, I didn't tell Christina anything I about Google you. I didn't too. Like, usually I Google and I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to like see what Let's, happens. Let's like, see what happens. And yeah. Yeah. Well, here we are. Awesome. Well, the thing about having a private Snapchat is that it's not like yeah, that like, legitimate because it's like it's shock. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's totally illegal by Snapchat standards, right? It like, is. You're not supposed to post nude content on your Snapchat, but it's the sort of thing where it's like if the cop doesn't see you speeding, you're not going to get the ticket. Totally. Um, but yeah, do you like, worry about that as you get bigger. I mean, I've been, yeah, you know, like I've been messed with multiple now. times. There's so many like yeah. catfish accounts that will try to get at me for stuff, but that's that's always the risk with social media, whether it's YouTube, Instagram, whatever. It's like they make the rules so they could take it away from you at any time, no matter how much money you're making off of it or yeah. how big you are, you know? Damn. The, the rules don't apply to everybody. I feel like it's different for everyone almost. So I'm going to ask you an ethical question. There is a private Snapchat chick that I'm obsessed with. Her name's Jenny Jizz and her husband, the cum artist, like takes all of her videos and she does these things called blow bangs in Orlando where she'll just like blow a bunch of guys in a circle. Not sure if you're familiar. <laughs> I am familiar. Okay. I didn't know that blow bangs were even a thing until Jenny. So I became obsessed with her and I went on her website. It's like $75 to join for the year. And I've gotten like, t- like at least 25 people way into Jenny. I actually got banned on Facebook for a day because I posted a picture that was on her Snapchat of her asshole in a Denny's parking lot after the Nickelback and Daughtry show. She lives in Orlando. Wow. Yeah, it was like a, it was like a. How whole... dare you put that on Facebook? So it's like you're showing it to my grandma. I'm sorry. Like as I said, I tweeted about this after the fact. I was like, you know what? Like Facebook is about friends, and Jenny Jizz is my friend. Like to me. Okay, so fair. you know, and also like it was the whole like it was very American and wholesome. I feel like we need that right now more than anything. So I want to get like seven of us to join her private snap and like all kind of put our money together. But is that possible? And do you think there's people that do that to you? And what do you think if I did that? I don't think it's unethical because you are friends, you know, we're not really friends. Oh, I made it like in my mind. Well, what's the difference between you paying for it? And then, you know, you have your friends over and you guys all watch it on one phone versus you guys all have the login and login because we all live in different cities. Well, the thing is, she wouldn't be able to add seven people, but like you guys would make one username yes, and exactly. then just share it. It's yeah. a little bit complicated, but I don't think it's totally unethical if my fans were smart enough to figure out a system like that and were like, you get Lena's private snap tonight, you get it smart. I'd be like happy for them. Yeah, I totally agree. Okay, good. Because I've been like kind of afraid to do it because it's also like I'm in. Like if I do that, like I'm, I have committed to Jenny Jizz full time, which. 
I mean, I am committed to her, but <laughs> I don't know. So, girl, you grew up in Glendale. You did you do you still live in Vegas? No, I live in West Hollywood. Okay, full time now. And you were a student. Did you graduate? I graduated from school in Santa Cruz. Okay, yeah, twenty thirteen. And then why did I think you were going to school in Vegas? I was in Vegas like a month ago for the for the porn awards. Maybe maybe oh, that had something to do with you it. Didn't never did you lived there. Oh no, I wasn't nominated for anything. I just uh, I just went. How was that? Interesting. Um, it's like a four day expo where all the girls are at booths doing signings and they're yeah. wearing like close to nothing and there's sex dolls and all kinds of stuff that the that the toy industry is trying to sell. And then um, the last night is the actual award show and it's like it's like just like any other award show. They have a right. comedian who opens up, a little Wayne performed. They have presenters and. I almost cried at one point when someone won. I was like, oh, my God, this is so beautiful. But she's um, achieving her dream. Yeah. No, these two girls that I actually (laughs) one of them I know they were like they they won for a best girl girl. And they were just like, I was fucking you exactly like I wanted to. And people recognize this. That is amazing. (laughs) I was like, hell yeah, girl. Live your best life. That's awesome. Teamwork. Yeah. I find that the poor community is very uh, (laughs) teamwork, girl. Like in every sense. Teamwork makes the dream work. Yeah. Um, That's like us, girl. But like minus the fucking each other. Uh, Who knows? Maybe someday. I know. Can you imagine? Like, literally, like, is there anything grosser? Like, we're both like that, too. There's a lot of people that like to picture their friends fucking. I would die. Like, I would die. You've never watched anyone have sex? That's, like, you've known? No. That's, like, actually, that's, like, kind of a nightmare for me. You didn't, like, okay, did you have, like, a college situation where you shared a dorm and then you're... No. No. I went to Boston College, so, like, we barely, like, you had to, like, get... It was hard enough for two people to sleep together in college. It's Catholic. You'd get like kicked out if but you got so caught fucking. But it's so cold there. I feel like everyone should fuck all the time. Have Probably. Never- <laughs> I mean, people did, but like. You've never had a sex dream about a friend. No. I feel like that can't be Wait, true. Wait, you know what? Actually, that is a lie. I'm just not sure who. I remember once being like, whoa, I should not tell that person this. Because the interesting thing about how our subconscious works is sometimes we'll imagine each other having sex. And it really just means that you want to be emotionally close to the person. Oh, a little intimacy. Yeah. Damn, girl. Um, But before, okay, so I used to work for Gawker back in the day. And one of their, like, subsidiaries, their websites that was, like, under them was Fleshbot. So I actually went to a porn set for a day. When it was uh, Asian Chicks 9. And it was literally the most safe, like, chill environment. It was, like, the most fun probably out of all the days that I had to go do something. And that was like back when Four Loco like was in its original <laughs> form. And so I was sick the entire day, really driving up these hills in Encino to like get to the place. I like had to get out of the car and barf. Like I was really <laughs> sick and they were all just still so nice, so calm. I loved it. Yeah, I think that's the thing about the porn community is that it's kind of hard to be like uncomfortable in that environment because, right. you know, there's probably times on set where they have, you know, they do butt sex and they see a little poop and they have to kind of just let it go. Right. And I'm just like, they've, nothing is left unseen. So it's like, how could you really be embarrassed? It's or all feel love. Un- yeah, too. exactly. Like, there's exactly. no judgment within the community. Exactly. Like, there's always a little, so have you like faced like any like crazy judgment that you're just like, was too much? Um, I think when I first got really popular on YouTube all at once, there was a lot of hatred because... You know, all these um, articles were coming out about like, oh, this girl's going to make a sex tape when she hits a million subscribers on YouTube. And so obviously the way that the media is painting that is like 
people will do anything for fame, blah, 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 blah. And so, yeah. like, that led, like, a bunch of people to come into my comment section on YouTube just like, oh, you should kill yourself, drink bleach, blah, blah, blah. And I'm totally, totally unfazed by comments like that now, which seems crazy. But they were coming at an alarming rate at one yeah. time. So there was definitely, like, a two-week period where I was like, what am I doing? My parents are right. I shouldn't, like, I'm messing up my life, blah, blah, blah. blah. And then... I feel like that moment kind of made me stronger and able to like handle any other sort of yeah. comments. So then now I'm kind of just like, well, like drink it. bleach is so dumb <laughs> that it's like, okay, yeah, like I'm going to drink bleach. Okay. Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, people just say like the cra- the only comments that really, really get to me are when people are just trying to, um, say that I'm uneducated or like, you know, because I'm like, I actually went to fucking you're school. You're really smart. Like, like, that's the thing I really like, like about you is you're very intelligent as well, like, in addition to everything else. How do you shake Thank off you. stuff like that? I mean, I have to contribute it to a lack of awareness and education on their part. You know, it's like, I see a lot of people on Twitter getting mad at people's opinions, but I think it's a privilege to be able to be like, to have certain types of knowledge and education. And so you can't necessarily get mad at people who aren't aware of the same things as you because they're not, no one's teaching them or they're not, you know, in that no. So, you know, I'm kind of like, well, you know, it sucks that there's like crazy slut shaming and things that, that are very backwards in my opinion, but the, you know, not everyone has access to all the same things in the world. So do you ever get tired of explain? Sorry, Molly, I'm just like, no, do it. <laughs> do you ever get tired of explaining slut shaming to people and like feeling like you have to be the one to speak up on it? I don't really like speak up on it if it's just like a Twitter comment, you know, because there's so many of those I see in a day and it's not going to be worth my time to stop at one. But you know, I would totally love to do a whole whole episode on 25 podcasts about it just because it reaches like a bigger audience. I don't think I would ever get tired of that because yeah. if there's only one thing that I like leave behind when I die, if it's like to make someone feel like, you know, women who get objectified in media are also subjects, then that my work is done. So I, I don't think I would ever get tired of that. Well, girl, I'm really excited about this. Do you know what we do here? Have you listened to the show? I've tried to listen to the show, but it's really long, so I didn't get to make it to the whole way. Girl, whole you're way. okay. You're okay. So uh, we answer questions from sad people. We don't have a ton of calls right now, which you guys, 323-450-7408. We need to stock those calls. And by the way, I think we, Christina, we need to work on what we can announce, our special surprise. Yes. Remind me to do that after this. Um, But let's take some calls. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hey, Mom. Hey, Sugar Rand. Uh, Otherwise known as Randy. Anyway, um, I've got some real imposter syndrome feelings going on. I'm just wondering if you could, uh, you know, what do you feel about that? Because I had some opportunities coming up, maybe like an MA in illustration, because I'm an artist. Spilled a drink my dogs are barking. Not important. But anyway, I have like, oh, had some opportunities coming up, and I just feel like I don't know if I'm good enough, or like, why are they choosing me, and like things like that, and having feelings of imposter syndrome, like I said earlier. Okay, so imposter syndrome. You said you didn't know what that was. Do you kind of know what it is? She told me a little bit about it. Okay, so basically imposter syndrome is like 
for anyone who doesn't know, it's like the feeling that like you're at a job or whatever and you're like, I have I'm fooling people like I'm trying to fool people. I'm not good enough for this. Like, I don't know how I got in here. I'm like, I feel like a total fake. It's like, yeah, basically like a fraud. You have trouble internalizing your accomplishments. So you feel like you're incompetent, even though you are competent. Yeah. And you belong there. Yeah. I mean, this is something that I've definitely struggled with in the past where I'm like, oh, like, I don't know how I'm going to pull this off. Like, this is so not something I deserve to do um and I don't really know how to get past that as much as just like use it I guess as fuel like I know that like you can say you can do affirmations every day in the mirror and be like I'm worth it I deserve this but like you if you are already in a place where you're just like not there yet one I would just start talking to a therapist or something or like having friendships that like really charge your batteries like emotionally so that you feel better about yourself um but Like, it's not something that, like, you can just rationalize with yourself because it's an irrational thought, but it's very real if you suffer, like, from it, you know? And I think a lot of women do. I kind of, like, I feel like if you have imposter syndrome, you probably feel that way about a lot of things in your life and not just work. But I, for me personally, I feel like it'd be kind of helpful. I don't know what keywords you would Google for this, but I know I've read stories about people who kind of faked their way into a job because they were so confident in themselves yes. and then ended up re- being really successful at it because they were just they believed in themselves so much so I don't know if you could like read stories about people who were just yeah. totally unqualified and kind of just you know made it their mission to prove themselves but yeah I definitely like the affirmations thing I don't know so much about that but it's so much of like a perspective thing for yourself I think that's a really good point I think that's definitely a really good point is like just to say yes I that's how I was taught to get jobs was to like say you're qualified and then deal with it later um and a lot of times that does work out for people uh Amy Poehler also wrote a lot about imposter syndrome in her book I believe and spoke about it in interviews and she's like known for saying stuff about it so you should look up anything that Amy Poehler said as well because I know that she really articulated that feeling that a lot of us deal with in a very, I think she was one of the first people I ever heard say imposter syndrome. Yeah, a lot of I've been thinking about this a lot lately because because I suffer from it all the time. But um, you do, yeah, I know you do. <laughs> like, um, yeah, yeah, to the point where it's like impeded my career. It's impeded a lot of my personal growth, and um, I think a lot of the time is I've tried to reframe it as like it's not a reliable, it's an unreliable narrator that lies within you. Yes, it's not true just because it's happening inside your head. So you can do one of two things, and I think this is what a lot of people live with: is that you make the choice to listen to that voice, or you make the choice not to listen to that voice and be cognizant of that. See, I think that takes a lot of work though to get there. It's yeah. like. When you go to, but it sounds actually, as like, easy as framing like, focus, that concept yeah. for me has totally changed how I've. Yeah, because like you it. have a habit of thinking negatively <sighs> about your abilities versus a habit of thinking positively about your abilities. Have you ever seen someone do like the smallest thing, like you know, maybe wash their car really well, and they're just like beaming? They're like, "I'm so good at washing my car," yeah. like you know, and it's like those types of people get ahead because they just like. You can be really incapable, but be but really believe in yourself. Right. And just like get so much more done. I don't know. It's, it's people tr- want to be around people who feel themselves. That's true. I mean, I guess just like do your best, girl. Like, I really think that you're capable of all this. Don't tell people like, what you're focusing on are the things that other people can't necessarily see. That's the other thing. Like this stuff, like how smart you are, or how capable you are, like. That's like a like a subjective thing. Like 
people don't necessarily see that just because you are like concentrating on that. It might not even exist. Like everyone to you, what may be subpar work could be like the best work the company has. And I do find that people who doubt themselves do work really hard, which you should know is a great asset. That's going to like just immediately like propel you to do better at work and it will show it will show that's a job for a reason you know yeah but like don't definitely do not ever say no to a job that you're like this would be dope if I had that like because that would really bum me out like to go in there lie through your teeth at the fucking interview (laughs) like that's like kind of the best part of interviewing is like you can just be like you can say anything you want like no one's gonna check um (laughs) but yeah Call us back and let us know if you get the job. We want to know about these new opportunities. 323-450-7408. Let's take another call. Hey, Miles, Christina, and guest. Uh, my name is Carriage, and I live in New York. I'm in my 30s. I am a performer, and so I'm working in nightclub scenes, cabaret, burlesque, circus. So it's that sort of level of things going on. So I have a friend, former friend, who... Um, He's also a performer and he's a producer and um, we've had some really terrible interactions in the past. Um, there's been a lot of them and usually what happens is when you say like, hey, yo, can we talk about this? Or he stops talking to you and then later on comes in and tries to patch it up. Um, it turns He turns everything into your fault. Um, you should have realized you should have not done that. You should have not done this. There's a, You should have known that by asking somebody else this one question that it would get back to him and therefore he would um and he should know how he would have felt and it it was it's really terrible um so with a lot of the me too stuff happening last year i started talking about it and i found out that a lot of other people have also had these situations with him um both uh at a private sexual matter and also as a professional um as a performer backstage and as a producer uh, performers in his show um and so a lot of people started talking up and they were like, hey, this guy isn't that great. Uh, why are we hanging out with him? Um, and it, things just started snowballed. Um, a couple months after that, this is around November, he made some big proclamation um, that I saw secondhand because he has blocked me on Facebook that he was contemplating suicide. And I think he ended up in a mental hospital, but I'm not 100% certain because once again, I am blocked. Um, and this caused this huge fight on, with, within the community. Um, lots of people were like, oh, this is bullying. We hate bullying. This is like terrible. Who would ever do this? I totally was at his house one time and he didn't rape me. Um, so therefore everybody who's talking about this is a lie and they're all liars. And this is exactly what we all hate. Um, and so I took it upon myself at the time to be like, Hey, yo, um, I have, I've had some issues. I know other people have had issues. Uh, let's talk about it. Most people did not take me up on this. There were a lot of people who just ignored me or dismissed me or whatever. So as it's been a few months, and now people are starting to hire him back up again and work with him, and it's really, really frustrating, and I don't know what to do. Um, I want to either scream at them or I want to um, politely talk to them or I want to just – I wish I knew how to not give a shit. So that's kind of where I'm at. So um, please advise. Okay, so Carriage – dopest name ever uh was in like a theater company right burlesque and there's this guy within the company that's like and has attitude problems and he picks fights and like creates 
basically drama for no reason. So like people start talking about it and then it comes out that like he's also been sexually inappropriate with people um, and he's kind of like phased out of the company. And then with all the Me Too stuff, his name started to come up again. And then the guy tweeted that he was going to kill himself or something. And then uh, now Carriage uh can't get over it and it's kind of like he start this guy is starting to like make his way back into the community right yeah and he can't yeah. handle it because he's like like i know this shit um and he's uncomfortable which is fair um but like i don't know man you gotta like say something or like just fucking deal with it and my motivation would be like look at all the bullshit i'm saving myself by like not addressing this i think that like reporting is important but i also think that this is like something that your coworkers, the vibe is not that they're going to change their mind. It seems like you're going to get more shit for it. And I think you could, if you want to be a part of this, you should spare yourself that. I don't know if that's like the best advice in the world in terms of reporting or whatever, but it seems like no one else wants to do that. And that their like friendship was like drama based. So also, um, don't be friends with him. Like he's a coworker. Like if he's that much drama, like deal with him as little as possible. I don't know. What do you think? I agree. I mean, I feel like as I get older, I've just learned that like I can choose what I involve myself in and like choose how much of my, you know, mental capacity and energy that I'm going to give to certain things. And of course there are things that bother me, but it's like, you know, if you can't do anything about it, then let it go because it's not going to help you out in any way. It is like an intimate environment, I would imagine. Like, it's a small theater group. You're probably, like, not making money. Like, this is a something that you have to feel, like, familial with people. Um, and I can imagine why that would be a hurdle. Um, but I think that you should just really embrace that, like, you're there. And if you're enjoying it otherwise, stay there and just, I guess, figure out some motivation to not make this your thing. I don't know. I feel bad, dude. What would you do, Christina? I don't know. It's hard. I feel like because it's not – if it seems like it's really gnawing at him. Yeah. And he he feels so compelled to say something. Do you think it could be motivated by something else? Could you guys not say something? Because I feel like now that I think about it, I couldn't not say something if I was like in a dance yeah, troupe and here- like there was one person who really bothered me. So. Yeah. If you I were mean, in his yeah. Position, like- yeah. But, like, this has been a topic of conversation for a year and a half. And, like, his – I mean, when the rest of the troops, like, I don't want to talk about it, like, pushing that conversation on a group of people who have made up their mind is not going to play well. Yeah, it's not going to go anywhere. Because it's a tough convo, like, even when you're all on the same page. So, like, I don't know. And also, I don't know, man. I feel like that's, like, forcing people into – reporting or something i don't know but maybe i mean i can admit that's probably the stupidest answer i don't know no i i don't i don't know and like that's okay to admit that we don't know yeah (laughs) Yeah, i was gonna say are we supposed to like actually know no no, but like like, sometimes we arrive at something when we engage in a dialogue yeah yeah sometimes that happens it's not happening this time but you know yeah for real though like i think that i in my history of reporting it's not great like it's yeah. it's not the like reaction you think you're going to get, you yeah. know. So exactly. So um, I just 
if you if you can avoid this and figure out a way to like compartmentalize it or like you know there has to be like sort of like clicks within the group there has to be so but at the same time are we supposed to keep encouraging people to report despite most of a good amount of uh, some of the time it not being a good experience um that's why i say that it's my personal belief because yeah. i know that that's like not what you're supposed to say but i just there have been situations where like if i had reported it it would have been it would have been all on me, you know, because I've had that happen before and it's just uh, like twice. So like it just is like and it's a shitty experience. It just draws everything out and like it creates a lot of shit in your life. You know, I lost all my friends senior year because <laughs> of that in uh, high school. All right. Well, I don't know, man. Call us back. Let us know. Like do call us back with more like details if you want to say like what the dynamic is within the group how many of you sorry what the dynamic is within the group like how many of you there are like just let us know i would also say like any listeners want to weigh in on this yeah have some advice or have some expertise in dealing with this like sometimes we get these questions and it's like, oh, we I I should have had someone on that could prepare to answer this, but I don't know if this is like you can there's an expert can on this. Can anyone do that? Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, if so people feel like they might have a better answer, we're totally this like available to listen to it and share that with our audience as well. Yeah. Let's do that. Okay. We have a letter. Lana's gonna read it. Hi guys. Hi, Malls and Christina. Apologies in advance for the lengthiness. I'm having a really hard time. I've always dealt with depression and anxiety, and I have never taken the steps to see a doctor. The thought straight up terrifies me. I've always been overweight, so my insecurities are very deeply rooted. I've gotten more confident and have cared less about body issues as I've gotten older. At one point, I had lost 80 pounds to then start working in restaurants, and eight years later, I've gained back most of it. I'm a pastry chef in NYC, which is no small feat. I should be super proud of myself. It's a demanding job, both mentally and physically, and I actually started cooking because it, it was a way to occupy my time. I've always felt lonely. I've met amazing people since I started working in restaurants, and my life is mostly getting better as I get older. I'm sort of a late bloomer. I didn't have sex until 25, my first boyfriend at 30. A few relationships later, things just don't ever seem to work out for me. I'm turning 30, 34 in a few days, and That's I'm honestly... This is a lot, man. She's got a lot going on. Sorry. Should I pause? No, okay, no. Okay. I'm just saying, like, girl, like, this is a cross to bear. Like, damn. I'm turning 34 in a few days, and I'm honestly in the deepest depression I've ever been in. I survived the marriage wave of my late 20s, and now I'm watching literally all my friends have their second and third babies. I'm usually not so hard on myself because <laughs> sorry. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just watching Molly's reaction. Like what don't what doesn't she have going on? Like she has it all. That's like the combo platter. Like throw in a <laughs> molestation plat- and like there oh, we God. are. Yeah. Okay. Well, no sexual assault yet. <laughs> okay. Cool. I'm usually not so hard on myself because I've never been on the same timeline as anyone else. But lately, I just can't manage. I cry at home. I cry at work. I'm angry. I'm isolating myself. My job makes it super easy to avoid people, and it's also a convenient excuse not to take care of myself. Haven't been working out. I eat at weird hours. I drink too much. This is too long now, I know. I guess I want some advice on how to take my life back, how one goes about finding a doctor and engaging in self-care when you don't really care about yourself, question mark. It just seems daunting. Why did I say question mark? That was weird. Um, 
been listening to you guys a lot. Malls, I have been following your work for a while. Just discovered your podcast. So happy to know they exist. Thanks. Please advise. Jen. Oh, thanks, Jen. Okay. So Jen is working with a lot of problems. And now I'm figuring out because like I got lost in the middle. Like I just was so caught up in the narrative that I like I just like got so caught up in it that I didn't remember that like this is about going to the therapist. Right. So it's about that. I think it's like, but it's also just like, who amongst us have not had to deal with these issues? No, I'm like, like, I like just came out of this whole situation. (laughs) Like, I feel like, you know, it's like the weight of your world feels like it's on your shoulders. You don't care enough to pick yourself up, but you know, you have to do something because if you don't do it, then no one's going to fucking do it for you. Yeah, it's relatable, man. Like, and also I think if anyone's being honest about their life, like we have that many things going on that are like working against us you know um girl like you i I mean first of all your health insurance is probably not going to pay for uh mental health coverage like in terms of yeah yeah, therapists so um one thing i would recommend is like going to someone that you know works on themselves and like has their shit together that's how i found most of my therapists is just like talking to my friends and being like yo is like your chick really good. Like, how have you improved? You seem sane to me. Can I have her number? And uh, that's always been really good. So, Psychi- like- uh, Psychology Today also has a good resource. That's just like, yeah, I feel like with- there must be free group therapy in New York or some sort because totally. it's, New- it's New York. And I mean, I feel like books have always kind of at least been a starter for me, certain books. Yeah. I would say just like do something every day that makes you feel good. Like do a face mask or make your bed or like it is, it's stupid, but like start doing little things like that, that it's just like, you're taking a little bit better care of yourself. It doesn't need to be like, you know, you're eating like Cheetos and like crying in bed and like just laying flat and watching sex in the city in the dark. Or like you're juicing. Like it doesn't, it's not, you know, like it doesn't need to be like you hitting your 10,000 steps on like your Fitbit or whatever. It doesn't have to be that. But like if you do small things, like clean out your fridge, like clean out underneath your cupboard, like go through your clothes, like just do little things. I just clean my room and I feel so much better because I've been traveling a ton between November and like this month yeah george I, clooney up in the air over here honey <laughs> i had like three suitcases open in my room filled with different clothes and like yeah, yeah it feeling. was awful um but now it is the worst feeling it but is but now now i felt like it was great it took me a couple days to do it but I, yeah i did it and i feel so much better and it's just like little things like that buy like an air plant and take care of it yeah like that's People low maintenance also, like yeah <laughs> or a succulent like a small yeah. succulent yeah plant I feel like there's also this idea that, like, you're supposed to be, like, high and happy all the time. Like, you probably clean your room and you get, like, a sense of joy out of it. But it's fleeting, right? It doesn't last. But then so once it's over, people are like, oh, so now I'm depressed. And it's like, that's not true. You're not always going to be on the up all the time. So if you do find something that, like. What if she's bipolar, too? Maybe. Yeah, I mean, there's we can tell you to do these little things, but ultimately it sounds like there might be a, like a chemical imbalance, or you need to figure something out, and you really should go. See oh, that's that for there. sure. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure a chemical imbalance. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So, yeah. I, would I say that as a person like with a chemical imbalance. Yes. So you know, no judgment. <laughs> no, I, I just refrain from playing armchair psychologist. Oh, I don't. Um, I'm literally like, you're a sociopath. Anyway, (laughs) I will totally diagnose you. I'm like, you have borderline personality. Oh, my Um, God. Everyone. I know. Seriously. (laughs) No, I do have a cousin that has it. And, like, she's, like, text. Like, she's on a good one. Like, she's on a permanent good one. So 
That's what the season of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is all about. She gets diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. So it's been really interesting to learn, like, how they've handled it. What is the the defining, like, trait of that? Borderline is, like, basically just, like... A real flip and emote. Like, will you look it up? Like, she, the way that I, yeah, I'm going to look up the actual acting like, out. We're like, not diagnosing you. She, this is not what you have, by the way. The way that they, <laughs> that I've heard it explained is like they don't have emotional skin that most of us have developed to keep ourselves like yeah. very sensitive. Like, yeah. And okay. self serving and like they lie. Like, just it, I'm it, looking up it's the It's not official. a great one. It's yeah. not a great one because it's also, you, there's no meds for that. Like, so it's really hard to treat. And your average BPD, like, does not want to deal with it because they like their lives, you know? This is from the National Institute of Mental Health. Borderline personality disorder is a mental illness marked by an ongoing pattern of varying moods, self-image, and behavior. These symptoms often result in impulsive actions and problems in relationships. People with borderline personality disorder may experience intense episodes of anger, depression, and anxiety that can last for a few hours to days. Okay. I mean, yeah. I have BPD. No, I'm just kidding. I don't think I. I don't think I have it. Like, I usually can diagnose myself like with stuff online. But (laughs) I don't self-diagnose. I was a psych major, and that's all they tell you in every class: don't self-diagnose. Because you can pick a trait from every book in the fucking DSM, whatever. I have it all now. I have it all, baby. Yeah. (laughs) But so last like November, I was kind of in a funk and was just like. All my needs were met. I have money. I have whatever, like everything that I could need. But there was no like meaning portion in my life. So I was like kind of down. And I just made myself make a video every single day. And like I would literally put my like crying episode on this video and just upload it to YouTube. Oh, there is so much of me crying on the internet. Like so much. It made me feel better. Like I connected to my audience in such a weird way. And like now I feel like my life has a little bit more meaning. Jen yeah, Gotch, Jen Gotch does that a lot. Yeah. By the way, oh, should we say? Speaking of, <laughs> I didn't plan that. But if you want to, I think okay. I'm not gonna say yet. Okay. Okay. But anyway, guys, hint, hint. She is she the creator founder of uh, Bando. Bando, yeah. yeah. And she's very open about her struggles with her mental illness. She'll like yeah. post when she's having anxiety attacks. In her Insta stories, it's been like really amazing to see someone just be so open about it. It helps so many people because they're watching yeah. and they think your life is perfect. And then all of a sudden they're like, wait, you also feel like me. Yeah. She like fully called out depression clothes the other day. And I like, text, yeah. I was like, this is too real. I was like, why are you giving away my outfits? Like now, <laughs> like now everyone knows like I'm mentally ill. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know, girl. Like it's, it's also about like, you have to like want that for yourself. I hope you like figure out a way to like really take care of yourself because that's what it is. Is you're just avoiding taking. You're gonna care have to force yourself. it in the beginning. Like it's not yeah. gonna be easy at all. You're just gonna have to like make yourself go work out for a second. You know, and it is like what you think it is. Like when you first walk in, what you like have to explain your life story, and that sucks. That is like a really shitty thing. And you might have to do that more than once. And you mm-hmm. also like yeah, like you don't. I mean, who could tell their whole life stories? So, like, things come up where I like, tell, will tell my therapist, like, wait, did I tell you about this traumatizing moment from my childhood? Yeah, but it's She's also like, like finding the yeah. right doctor might take a couple. Of oh, hours. yeah, that's word, true word, for word. Sure. Yeah, true, true life. No, but... Um, it's like dating. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, really, 
like cry in your car after dating (laughs) (laughs) or during or before yeah the whole time driving there the whole time after you leave it is like hard to (laughs) not me just kidding like parking outside of therapy like i have a night like a total meltdown because i'm like i'm here to relax okay like i need to get in the zone you know (laughs) this is not it's not helping me okay so do we have more calls we have one more call uh but yeah like let us know if you uh take your meds girl follow up yeah Take some meds. Talk to a doctor. I believe call in your you. person. Yeah, call your person. You. All right, bye, girl. Hi, Malls, Christina Wags, and whoever awesome guest is on the pod. Um, my question is about so I'm moving to a really awesome studio in the city I live, which is Ventura, California. It's um like an hour away from LA, Mallow. You know, okay. Um, so I'm really excited about the apartment. It's very cute. Um, my question is, so I've never really lived alone. And I'm kind of like a codependent person and like lonely, you know, by nature. But I'm trying to work inward to not be that way anymore. Like I'm really trying and I'm like not drinking and I'm, just trying to do all these things to like feel whole alone and all that. Um, Malls, I know you live alone. You seem to be like stoked and not all those things. So, um, what is your guys' advice, I guess, to doing that? And like, I don't know. I'm just afraid sometimes, like a freak that someone's gonna like come in or something. Please advise. Thanks, guys. You're awesome. Um, so, like, living alone is shit. Um, first of all, I want to point out that, like, even if you have a roommate, someone could still come in and murder, like, both of you. So. Okay. <clears throat> I'm just saying, like, like the odds are. <clears throat> I just make sure that the roommate has the room closer to the door, so. Right. Exactly. <laughs> There's that. Well, you have Nick, who's, like, so buff. Right. So, like. Her roommate's so hot. He's so hot. <laughs> But um, he's gonna have he's gonna lose a lot of energy fighting off Nick. So I'm all all the way at the end of the other the other side of the apartment. I'm gonna be okay. And you know self defense. Yes. Um. But like I don't know. It's the best. Like you can like you'll discover it. Like you can listen to whatever music you want. You can do whatever you want. You can be weird. You can talk to yourself. Like you have all your little spaces you can set up. It's Are you like just, like constantly naked in your apartment. No. Oh, yeah. But like I do whatever I want. You are. Well, I mean, if I want to be, work, you know. Yeah. I'll sometimes go check the mail naked because I'm already naked and it's like right outside my door. But damn, girl. <laughs> I hope no one who lives in my apartment complex is listening. Um, <laughs> I I thought I would be scared to live alone. I've always had roommates until like three or four months ago. But God, I love my space now. Like, yeah, I just sprawl out on the couch and I'm just like, nobody can bother me. No one can be here and just make me like judge myself for being on the couch watching tv just because they're here you know it's like nobody fucking knows i'm watching tv right now yeah but i was just wondering if they're moving like if they have a social circle where they live because if they don't i would like force myself to go like join random community activities because i do think that at least for me i don't know how you are molly but like if i spend too much time alone i'm like I need some social interaction. Sure. I mean, also, she can invite her friends over. Like, they don't have to live with her. They'll oh, be yeah. around. I definitely, like, 
I can make friends like anywhere I go eventually. Like if I go to a bar, like I'll meet people and like be yeah. friends. But um, and I did that in Austin. I didn't know anyone when I like went there for like a month and I left with all these friends. So um, yeah, girl, like I don't know, like it's just like I don't know, like do whatever you want. Like it's like living with someone, but they're not there. It's like a new exciting <laughs> chapter of adulthood, I think, that isn't talked about enough. Like, yes. the moment you live alone, you you will learn so much more about yourself. And I think I think it's really cool and exciting. And if you don't like it, you can always, like, change that. But, I mean, if you don't live alone now, you're eventually probably going to have to live alone at one point. Right? At a certain point, it's not, like, chic, like, to be, like, living with a roommate. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> like uh, you and Nick I, I are, like, ships in the night, but, like... If like you know, I like, also work in public radio, so yeah. Like, and, <laughs> and I have like one of my other best friends like has never not lived with people, and that's wild to me because I've always like wags. Oh, I've always insisted like insisted on living alone. I just I I don't know, man. Like I love it. It feels really good. It feels really good. I didn't think I could do it, and I don't think I could go back now. So get face masks. I just like, put <laughs> face masks like, life. all the time. Like, and it's so fun. And it's like, organize your closet. Like, have fun. I don't know. You're going to love it. I really do. Like, I think you're insane if you don't love it. No offense. Um, there are some people who just cannot be alone. My oh. grandmother is the only person that I know who can't be alone. Yeah. And, like, I get it. She was, like, born and raised in Iraq. So, like, she has weird fears all the time. About, of course. Like, also, she's old and if she's she falls, old, she's, like... She worries about everything, but I'm just saying, like, that's the only person that I've ever known who's like, I really can't live alone. You're too young to, like, be that troubled. You know what I mean? Like, your grandma had a bunch of shit happen. Yeah. She's an older lady. Yeah. You're too young. Like, treat yourself to it. Yeah. Babe, do we have any more calls? Actually, Molly, we have another letter. Uh, do you want to read it? Oh, sure. Hey, Malls, Christina, Wags, and guest. First, let me say I love the pod, and I consider your show a guilty pleasure. As a 40-something-year-old uh, cis black man, I think the, fa- the fact... Wait. The fan that doesn't generally fit your demographics. He thinks he's... Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Not the fan, yeah. Anyways, you ladies are funny, and your insights allow me to get a little... Um, why can't I read right now? Uh, and your insight allows me to get a much-needed feminist perspective, but not in a... But what about me? YouTube girl Lena Lena Dunham feministy type way and I appreciate the fuck out of y'all. Okay. Um my question pertains to an issue with my lady. For about a month before my birthday, my girl asked, "What do you want to do for your birthday?" repeatedly. I wasn't that hype about my birthday lot this year, so I'd brush it off and I wouldn't answer. Fast forward to the week before my birthday, I see there's a boxing match at the local casino. In the past, I told my girlfriend that seeing a live boxing match is on my bucket list. I asked a couple of friends and they either had plans or showed no interest. Then I presented the idea to my girlfriend because she was so concerned with my birthday wishes. I didn't expect her to be excited. She is not a boxing fan, but I also wanted her to say, okay, let's do it. Instead, her first response was discouraging. Is that what you want to do? Then she started looking for a way out and tried to pawn the event off and said friends that on said friends that couldn't make it. Long story short, I didn't end up going because A, I didn't want to go solo, and B, by the time I got the gumption to go solo, ticket prices were out of my price range. So now I'm angry at myself for not saying fuck it and rolling solo, but should I also be upset at my girlfriend for acting interested than not showing any support? We are serious, close to marriage, uh, like we could marry tomorrow. 
but I'm unsure if this is a bad sign. Am I asking too much for my lover to sacrifice a couple hours of their time to make my day? Is my reaction petty? Please advise. Peace, Andre. P.S. Holler at me if you need a special guest. Oh, my God. Hey, Andre. Well, first of all, thank you for all of your, you know, I don't know why we're a guilty pleasure. I feel like you could, it could just be a pleasure, you know? Um, But, okay, so, uh, yeah, I would uh, break up with her. I would break up with her. I kind of agree because. What? Yeah. I mean, like, okay, I don't. You're going to marry this? I mean, nah. I would literally do anything as, like, pretty silly if my boyfriend was so gung-ho about it because I love him so much, you know? It's like, I'm going to make him go to poetry readings because he loves me. And if he won't come, that shows me that he doesn't care enough about me to at least fake it. (laughs) Yeah. I have a friend that does not like musicals but has gone to see West Side Story with me three times. Yeah. That's a good friend. (laughs) That's a very good friend. We're all proving the point that that Andre should break up with. I really do. Like, I think that. Like, with the exception of, like, if you were, like, yeah, I really want you to, like, enter this wet t-shirt contest for, like, my birthday. Like, I could see that being, like, uh, okay. Like, uh, no. But yeah. this is, like, so sweet. There's It's harmless. The like, only other thing I could say is, like, if she's, like, really triggered by violence in any way. Because I sometimes can't watch boxing matches right. because it really freaks me out. But that is, like, the only thing that I would say would I make just, it okay. I just think that she, especially if you say they're close to, like, marriage or yeah. proposal – she probably wants it to be about her. Like, mm. she probably wants it to be, like, you go on a special dinner with, like, you and her. But, like, it's a bad sign when someone shows, like, a lack of interest in your interests. Like, that's a really bad sign. Yeah, and I don't know if this says anything about me, but, like, I had a friend that I would, like, pretty good friend but not like ride or die and like i went and saw i went with the, her to go see a, a journey cover band in new york yeah like you're a great for friend two hours because she was meeting up with someone that could have been a potential i didn't date. go to so i was like i'll do this for, for you. your birthday i'm sorry <laughs> i didn't go but like i'm also we're not about to get married but like i still you're still my best friend but like <laughs> you had a you i would have been the only person not from your work that well, would have been weird no, right. there were, there were I other feel bad for him. I'm sad for him and oh, his I birthday that, that he didn't yeah. I didn't know. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It ups- the horses upset me. It's like animal abuse. I feel really <laughs> weird the whole horses. time. I mean, I don't know. Do they? Yeah, there's been investigations and like, yeah. Okay. All I right. wouldn't. Be, I wouldn't be behind that if they did. Yeah, I just feel uncomfortable. I don't okay. know why. That's okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> um. Yeah, man. Like, you got to break up with her. Sorry. <laughs> Like it's just gonna be a lifetime of hell. Like yeah. if this is if this is what's happening now, like imagine when she really doesn't give a fuck. I think it's like, can you? But can you have different interests from your spouses and like, not when it comes to a birthday. Like, yeah, you can have different interests, but like to be kind of like a brat about what he wants to do for his birthday. What I'm sure she gets what she wants on her birthday. Yeah, I just I don't know, man. Like something about it, like really, I you think- get like one day a year. You know? Oh, yeah, your birthday That's what for I sure. Like, one day is my day. Yeah. You sorry to go to medieval up. times. I'm sorry. It's okay. I told okay. you it's fine. I think this would be bad like almost <laughs> any day, but especially on his birthday. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's if she doesn't okay, have something Molly. important going on, then like that's what she should be doing. I mean, I, I always I'm like, Andre. think about I, know, <laughs> I always think about too, like, do you guys like take turns like picking the movie you watch? Like, 
how much of like of the show is she running? Like, do you have like a presence in your relationship or do you have to do your stuff separately? How many times have you had to hide in your room when she's had a girl's night in your house? Yeah. (laughs) Or like how many times have you like gone and seen some shitty movie? Like they were definitely at the Fifty Shades Darker like (laughs) opening night. Like they definitely were. They have seen Fifty Shades of Grey. We're drawing so much backstory about his girl because we don't like her. Yeah, well, no, I mean, like, let's just be real. Like, obvious, I mean, I don't know, man. Like, I, that is a deal breaker. That is yeah, a deal breaker. Have you ever seen the movie A Bronx Tale? I think so. It reminds me of this moment where, like, they give him advice. They tell him to put the girl in the car, open the door for her, and then have the doors locked beforehand so that he has to watch to see if she leans over oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and opens the door for him. Classic. Because if she doesn't, then that's a person who's, like, not mindful but if she does, that means she's, like, putting enough thought not to just care about herself, but to make sure that he can get in the car, too. That's legit. I and love so it's, that. like, a small gesture like that. So it's kind of, like, this is this is a but small gesture. But this is a big gesture. Yeah. This is a gesture. Like, like, do you think it's fair for him to have a conversation with her about it, it now after the fact? How, who I she mean, is. that's the conversation that would need to happen for you guys to stay together yeah. in my mind. Because, like, you have to clear this up. Because this is, like, a statement. Like, she made a choice. Like, this was a choice. Like, it could have just been, like, shut the fuck up and go. Like, big deal. Like, you're yeah. going to have a Slurpee. Like, they probably had hot dogs. It would have been awesome to, like, you have, have a hot dog. You have your cell phone. Like, you can be under yeah. girlfriend other should have been there. And you know what? I feel bad that you stayed at home, too. You probably did something fucking stupid. And you didn't even... <laughs> like, what did... Wait, I want to know. Like, she probably got him, like, the stupidest shit for his birthday, too. Like, she probably oh, got so him, like, mad. a scarf and, like... Just, like, shit that she wanted. You know? Like, sweaters. Like, things to, like, upgrade him and I her. I hope she took care of him. Yeah. I hope so, too. Oh, like, sexually? <laughs> yeah. Is that what you meant? That's what I meant. I'm so slow. I'm like, yeah, I hope she did, like, get him, like, something he wanted, like, a guitar or something. <laughs> Just, like, what is she – Are is she putting more into the relationship than you or what? Because, like, that is, I would say, every girl's ideal situation is that the guy just is, like – I mean, kind, like, I don't know. It's not hot when a guy's a bitch, actually. I don't know. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, what a guy just is, like – Opie? Does everything for you or like just like does like does shit like backs out and doesn't hold their like put their foot down and say like no for my birthday I even want to go alone like I'm not even going to make you they go. say like no for my birthday I want to go to medieval times. <laughs> She's still mad. <laughs> Girl, I don't like that. They bring you weird meat on a tray. It's like gross. Have you been? Yes, it was so good. What are you talking I've about? I've been. I think a guy I went to high school with. And is our a night one. You missed there. it. Our night one. It oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was almost the princess, but there was a cute toddler behind me. Really? Yeah. And then it went to the toddler instead of me. And it's not fair because it was my birthday. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's harsh. That's harsh. Because the kid's not even going to remember. Exactly. Fuck. It's my 30th birthday. Well, I'll go back to, like, Avenger crown. (laughs) Like, I'll definitely do that. Um, Okay. All right, you guys. Thanks so much for listening. 323-450-7408. Lana, thank you so much for being here. Christina, love you. Love you, too. Wags. Appreciate you. All right, buddy. Bye. Appreciate you guys. Bye.